Hey, soccer fans, before we get started today, uh, we just wanted to give a little a quick PSA here. And as you all know, uh, last week they announced that the Open Cup semifinal match has now been officially sold out. Um, and with that being said, as we know, with a lot of events in general that get sold out, you have ticket scalpers that are selling tickets for 40, 50, even 100 or more percent than their original cost. And if any of you have checked, you could see them on SeatGeek, on StubHub, and they're just crazy overpriced. And so we want to give everyone a heads up about that. And if you really want to go to the game and you can't get a ticket, best thing to do is not buy from these people because they're clearly not from Sacramento and they're just trying to get more money for their benefit. And that shouldn't be a thing. Whereas if you get a ticket from a fan, it'll probably be more reasonably priced and it'll be much better to support another fellow fan than just someone out there who is just buying tickets in bulk and trying to make a, a quick buck. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started with uh, today's episode. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today, I'm barely getting my voice back little by little because we all know what rough of a day we had yesterday, but uh, we move on ahead. We've had a good record at home still, and it was bound to happen one day, but at least uh, we gave him a really good game. We had a lot of opportunities, so no one can really complain about a lack of opportunities. So... Let me introduce our two amazing co-hosts today. First, let's go all the way over to Folsom, where he's currently at, enjoying a nice little treat here uh, as we experience 100-degree weather. Jared, how's it going, man? Uh, pretty good out, out here. Um, I'm already done with the uh, the freeze here, but uh, it was definitely came in handy. I'll probably end up uh, getting another one here before I uh, head back towards uh, the, the city. But, uh, you know, I've still got hydration, so always important to hydrate here. And, uh, yeah, last night sucked. So that's all I can say about that. Uh, and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're staying hydrated. Oh, and Jared also disappeared. Hopefully it's all good. Hopefully he's <laughs> maybe he want to go buy another uh, dessert, but. He should be back <laughs> on here soon. Um, oh my goodness! Yesterday we could have used more cool things, you know, icy things. I'll tell you what, it was a scorcher yesterday. And if you got there early and you tried to like walk through parts of the fair and you forgot how to get to the shade quickly, I mean, like I walked down the main, um, whatever they call that, the main concourse where all the um, games and rides were, and I was like, I, I you saw me, Luis. I mean, it's like. <laughs> And Jared did too. It's like you get to the you get to a point, and it's kind of like, okay, this is like so stupid. Why am I? Why am I doing this? It's just you know <laughs> super hot. I should have just waited to come in right at game time. But it was. Uh, I, I think I've recovered from that, and I'm actually going to be hosting a little soiree at my house here in a little while. So, I you know you got to recover and move on. Just like the team has to recover and move on. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I actually was pretty prepped when I actually uh, went yesterday. I, I put on a lot of sunscreen and I typically don't do this, but I, I wanted to make sure that I wouldn't be getting a crazy sunburn. And luckily, I think it worked out pretty well. So it, all I'm going to say is people wear that sunscreen because if you don't, 
you'll regret it. So <laughs> on the 27th, just make sure you stock up on that. And luckily the, the state fair uh, lets you bring in other items and you can bring outside food and drinks if you don't want to buy inside, as long as they're not uh, aluminum uh, or alcoholic beverages, they actually do allow you. So you can bring all those plastic water bottles and you're all good. So one thing that a lot of people found that was true was, um, yeah, once you bought a drink and it didn't matter if it was alcohol or not, and you bought it at a vendor outside the fair and you walked in with it and nobody cared. It was kind of like, you know, go get your hard lemonade at the hard lemonade stand because they're selling the same stuff inside and they don't care because it's the same. Yeah. Like you said, it's like, um, Oh gosh, who's running the whole Cal Expo? It's uh, ovation, not ovations. It's Spectra. Spectra. It's like, yeah, that's our money outside. That's our <laughs> money inside. So bring it through, you know, do it all. Um, it, listening to some of the fans uh, while I was walking around, some of them were saying that the, the state fair isn't what it used to be. Well, of course not. <laughs> it's its first year back. It's finally getting its legs underneath itself. So, you know, kind of easy does it, folks. You know, let's uh, have a little grace. Let people kind of catch up to life and get their people back. I mean, you figure <laughs> just like with uh, Sac Republic, you know, we're still in the process. I'm sure they're still periodically hiring people. I mean, they have their set crew and things like that. But wow. But what a night it was, regardless of the score, it was it was really quite the night. And I can't wait to start talking about um, start talking about the match. But Luis, how are you doing besides all that and the sunscreen and all that? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, didn't get to sleep all that much. But, you know, like you said, I, I got to say the atmosphere was something else yesterday. And even though the score didn't go our way, we did have plenty of opportunities. And with any loss that happens, I think just in general, I always like to look at, you know, did we get a good game where we were just hoping we would score, right? Or was it all one-sided and we lost and we didn't really have any opportunities or we had a bunch of shots just go out, right? And we can't really say the same about that yesterday because we had two posts. We had other opportunities where we could have pulled a stronger shot and maybe something could have happened from that. But, you know, other than that, I can't complain about it, right? Because, you know, just these things happen and eventually you're going to lose the record, right? You can't be unbeaten forever. And we've seen it even with, you know, teams who go on a really long run, it's going to happen. Hey, look at, well, yeah. look what we did to San Antonio. You know, you, they walked in thinking they were going to beat us and guess what happened? It didn't happen. So, you know, people, people walk in thinking they're going to beat us and sometimes they will. And sometimes they won't, there's always going to be a winner, a loser or a draw. And, you know, we, we are on the end of coming up with a, a loss last night and it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of anybody's career. It's simply a loss and that's it. And it was a very well-played game, even like we were talking about. Anyhow, we should uh, save all that for the analysis. Remember, we got on we got on Ryan that one day when he went into game analysis too early. It was like, newbie, newbie, noob alert. <laughs> all right. Well, as usual, before we get started with our game analysis, uh, let's go ahead and go with golazos of gratitude. So, Jared, uh, would you like to, to go first this time? All right. Well, I do want to give a big uh, galazos of gratitude to a particular an angel out, out there uh, in the stadium yesterday uh, who was able to make sure I got, I got hydrated. 
uh, and, you know, kept uh, properly uh, the voice going, everything like that. Uh, so th thank you, thank you, thank you very much out, out there. Uh, you know, I can't really identify them, but uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, oh, and also to uh, just to our friend Scott as well. Uh, he was able to help me help me commiserate uh, the, the loss with a uh, with a few drinks over at the depot yesterday. So that was very much appreciated. And uh, ultimately, I, I did get upward and moving again this morning. So <laughs> no, nothing major as far as that goes. Uh, and and really just. Uh, you know, to, to the state of Republic crew, you know, just awesome to have everyone in the same uh, venue again. We're going to do it again on the 27th, but it was just still awesome to to have uh, both, uh, both you, uh, Luis and Sharon, uh, there for, for the game. And I mean, there were, there were some highlights, so definitely appreciate that. That's yeah. excellent, Jared. Luis, what about you? All right. So, um, uh, before I actually go with mine too, now that Jared mentioned, right, we are going to be there on the 27th and uh, being that at the state fair, as I was there yesterday, not for too long, I was only there for like two hours, but I did stop by uh, through something that's quite interesting. It's the first time I ever experienced this, but they had their silent disco. And if anyone hasn't experienced that, go check it out. It's actually really funny. They give you these uh, headphones and Everyone's jamming to different songs and they're color coded so you could jam to a similar song as wherever you go with. And it's it's just something else. So on the 27th, I think us three should go in there, put those headphones on, take a quick video and jam to a song. If you guys are open to that. Oh, my God. Nobody wants to see me jam to a song, <laughs> but I'm willing to do it for you, Luis. Awesome. Yeah. How about you, Jared? Are you, are you down for that? Yeah, I could probably do that again. Um, actually, uh, DJ friend of, of, my, uh, of mine out in San Bruno, out in the Bay Area, who, who uh, will also uh, DJ for that uh, mashup party in San Francisco I would go to, he actually did a silent disco uh, over over at uh, Bottle Rock uh, not that long ago. Oh, that's that's cool. Uh, they did have a DJ, too, there, I got to add, uh, which, which was really awesome, too. Um, so... Yeah, well, we'll definitely check that out on the 27th, and uh, we'll all be doing a, a video of the overall day. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to do a, a, like a game day experience, but not just at the actual stadium, but, you know, experiences at the fair walking around as well. Um, all right. Well, for Michael Lowell's gratitude, first one, I got to say this one again, too, because I mentioned it in the last one, but this is the game where uh, I, I got to use her tickets, but... Shout out to Martha Robinson again for uh, giving me those two tickets to go inside the uh, the stadium and, you know, getting to also experience the fair. It was like a double uh, ticket value of sorts. Um, that was really cool. Really appreciate it. It was a really nice view as well. So also another one goes out to William Lamb for winning me a Sonic uh, plush. It was a small Sonic plush. I had no idea he was going to give it to me. And then I was just uh, talking to him and he just came by and gave it to me. So thank you, William. That was really cool. And it's always really awesome when you get to add uh, something to your collection, because if anyone doesn't know, I collect Sonic the Hedgehog video game merchandise. And so um, it, it's really awesome when, when friends uh, give me a uh, merchandise of anything, because I, I like to add to that collection. So that's all I got. What do you have, Sharon? <laughs> well, uh, you know, 
I got to give a shout out to everybody that we kind of chat with behind the scenes because that really made um, the pre, you know, before we even got to the match, people were sharing information like William was kind of giving us some guidance on the parking. And then Scott Bradford said, no, there's parking available. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there, it wasn't available, but I parked out in the in the weeds and, you know, just everybody that we kind of keep in touch with behind the scenes and and Ryan and everyone that we run into when we finally do get together, even if we only see each other for two seconds, say hi. Like yesterday, I really didn't spend a ton of time with Jared, except for, you know, running around the state fair and I was just so baking hot. Um, and that's not the word I really wanted to use, but anyhow, um, it, it was nice sitting with people. It was nice chatting with people, but then, you know, another one that I want to give a, a shout out to is um, Oleg Berlaka. He tried to, he had received four tickets, you know, for comping, friends and he offered them to me to see if I had anybody available. And I thought that was just really, really sweet. Um, you know, to be able that that kind of recipient. And another goal of of gravity. Talking is hard. I, like Taylor said, sometimes talking is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I got going too fast. My brain was spinning. My mouth wasn't the mouth did not keep up. Um, not a very common thing with me. Alrighty, second Galazzo or third Galazzo of gratitude, maybe this is the seventh, who knows, is Todd Donovan. One more time, Todd Donovan with the after party at Pete's Pizza. I have to hand it to him. It actually is starting to get more fun. And not always the same people come. You know, it's kind of a rotating through. And not always the same players come. But you do get to talk. I got a chance to talk with um, Luther and Malik last night, you know, and, and Jane and I were chatting with them and, and then had a chance to hold coach's new baby, um, Crosby, you know, no, I didn't, Jane, Jane did, Jane did. I, I kind of touched him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want me dropping the baby. Um, but you know, that was, that was really sweet. And even getting a chance to talk with, uh, uh, Pastor Briggs and, um, Todd Donovan and sharing some of my old stories about Precky and even Pastor Briggs, at, you know, telling me that he didn't know some of those stories. It was just, it felt really warm, you know, and, and just wonderful to just kind of talk with some of the players and see how their attitude was, you know, cause it's hard sometimes for them to be around not only each other, but the coach and, you know, the fans after a loss and we can, we can do our best to let's just like, Hey, let's move on. Let's, you know, dig in. So they had recovery training today, apparently, and then uh, and then they'll they'll get after it, you know, coming up this weekend when they travel. But I can't wait to talk a little bit more about the game. But yeah, shout out to Todd for making some interesting things happen. Really love it, you know. And of course, we have to say this one word. We have to. I don't know if we've already done it yet. Did we say Connor? Connor Sutton? Have we said Connor yet? Not okay, yet. Okay, I was. First time. Was I the first one? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he did such a good job last night. Um, he was on the he was on the mic for announcing the players, and you know the, I normally I don't I don't know that it's him. Usually it's um, Jamie Coffee, I think. So to make a long story short. Hey, last night turned out well. It was great. Um, experience wise, you know, win wise, nah, not so much. But we'll talk about that right now. That's a good point that you made. Actually, I didn't even realize that he doesn't actually read off the names too. Uh, that but yeah that's that's a good observation right there <laughs> um yeah we all know that he's you know 
willing to uh, help out, you know, when those things happen. And I'm sure maybe Jamie, if she wasn't at the stadium, something else uh, was going on. She She's pretty busy with other events. And so it's good that Connor steps in and, and is willing to read off the names as well. So good stuff there for, from him. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this game. What uh, 1-0 loss against the Birmingham Legion that, as we talked about with Kaylor on his podcast and with the town hall, this was a pretty even matchup. This was basically uh, equivalent to us on the East, right? The the stats were similar, goals in favor, goals against. Uh, you know, we I don't think we've ever played against another team that is so much like we are. And we saw that on the pitch as well uh, th- throughout the whole game, right? But, you know, they, they get ahead on the scoreline uh, 1-0 really early on. And I'm curious to hear if, you know, either of you even got to see the goal when it happened or if you were like me and I was actually like putting my drink down and then I'm like, oh, we're losing now. Um, I don't know. What what were you guys when, when the goal happened? I think I was in the uh, TBB section uh, just, you know, getting set up. Um, I don't know. Memory's a little bit hazy, you know, but uh, <laughs> sorry, Jared. <laughs> you always make me chuckle when oh, my memory's a little bit hazy. Oh. Well, don't, was, they, uh, don't they have an IPA named Hazy IPA? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. And, 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 okay. But uh, yeah, as far as that goes, I mean, I saw them make their way uh, down down the field, and I was thinking, wait a second, that, this is just way too quick. And then you know, I saw the result and like, ah. So what I saw, Jared, um, you know, similar to everybody was it felt weird because I saw a breakdown in our defense. I saw a total, it was literally a lack of communication. And that's a hard lesson to learn right out the gate. Um, you know, it's, it's Connor Donovan's first game back starting and not nothing on him. I mean, really seriously, nothing on any of the guys, but it was just like this most odd, breakdown in communication and it just unfolded so quickly and um the 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 give and goes and the catching us on the wrong foot and exploiting our right side um I mean our left side they 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 brought it in from the right um that's Dami's side that's Damia's side you know and I don't know where the communication breakdown occurred but you could see it we could see because I'm close I'm in section 105 and so I saw that and you have that, I, you get a gut feeling when you see something like that, when you see a player pressing high and guys aren't quite in step with that. And that's all it took was the one high press. That's it. And that's all the only goals that got scored last night. Although we had so many chances and I think there were some calls that didn't go our way, but what are you going to do? You can't get it back. It's over. What did you think, Luis? Well, I know there was a lot of talk around it being offsides, right, in our group. And I'm curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are on this one. But as I went back and I looked at the replay and we're still looking at it here, it just seems like it was really hard to call because from the angle that we were getting here on TV, it just looks like it was good, just barely. Uh, You know, just a a step uh, right there where... um, Connor Donovan was that. I think if you draw the line, at least again from the angle that we get. So I, I can't really come out here and claim that it was an offside goal. I think, like you said, Sharon, it's just there was just not much communication going on. 
And I don't think I've ever seen that happen, right? Get a goal like that. But it, it was a rough one. And I think it's ultimately the key why nothing really worked out towards the rest of the game. Because when you get scored on so early on in any match, it just ruins your whole game plan, right? Now you're having to pull a comeback and, you know, it, it motivates any away side to score early on. And that's really what they wanted, right? We heard Kaylor mention it on the show the other day. It, it was a big key in who scored first. And he, when he mentioned it, right, whoever scores first is likely going to have the game. And we saw it here. And I think he may have mentioned if it's Birmingham, they're really good out back, right? And, and we did certainly see a team that defended pretty well and, uh, you know, they never parked the bus. I got to hand it down to them. They played pretty good considering that other teams could have easily parked the bus right in the second half. And these guys were still attacking in the second half when they could easily just been defending the 1-0 win, right? That was already really big for them to get. So we've never played against a team like that. I think most of the teams that do get an advantage over us, they start to fall back, right? Try to defend their lead. I don't know. Is that something you guys noticed as well with this Birmingham team? The, the, no, Birmingham didn't stop. They did not stop playing. As a matter of fact, you know, they would have loved to have run up the score. You could tell that they were they were pressing the whole entire time. And the other thing that Kaler reminded us of was their center defender, um, the big tall treetop guy, six foot, the number 21. He's six foot five or six. I forget how tall he is. That's like that's mega tall. Mm-hmm. And you know, all a lot of their subs that came in were also really, really tall. Their players didn't look that young. Their players looked older and seasoned. You know how our team has a wide range in age, and I'm seeing that with that team too. And it's no wonder, you know, that they're that they know how to play the game and they know how to play against us. You know, it, it was very interesting, like you said, it was very evenly matched, and it seemed like uh, the two teams were of similar style. So. It was, I predicted that the game was going to be played in the central third of the field, you know, uh, like right in front of me, but no, no, there was play on either end. And I was even telling Tina, it's like, they were breaking us down and we're breaking them down. We're breaking down, you know, their back line and moving the ball inside their back line and getting some beautiful crosses across and, you know, working our way in. Damia had some chances and, um, and so that just goes to show you that the play wasn't as I predicted, like how it was against San Antonio, where it was super compressed and both teams mm-hmm. didn't let anybody get in behind them. Um, and, but no, we pressed and they pressed and it was, it was a very interesting game. I could have, Oh man, it was so interesting. It was so interesting. I will have to say this is probably one of the more interesting matches I've watched. Once, once that first goal was it, I mean, it just took a win out of a lot of our sales. I mean, I did see uh, Birmingham did continue to punch in. I mean, thankfully, we were able, able to keep that barrage uh, from doing even further damage uh, than it already has. And, then, of course, we definitely had our attempts as well. Just nothing was falling in for some reason. So this is definitely a weird feeling. Uh, just like I had mentioned, once the uh, State Fair fireworks were going off, we were expecting them to be victory fireworks, but not this time. Yeah, it's a shame. And I had heard about those fireworks before, and I only imagined if we get a win, this is going to be a sweet, complete package. The team didn't even pay for the fireworks, and we're getting fireworks in the background, and didn't go quite as planned. And 
like I mentioned before, again, this was going to happen one day, and I'm just glad that we didn't see a loss that, you know, felt more like a loss. Like, this one didn't feel so much like a loss. It felt more like it could have been a tie because the both teams had opportunities, and we had those two posts, and, you know, I, I just felt like it was so even that it should have been a tie. That That should have been the right result, but we just didn't get those opportunities. Right. And that's, that's what happens. And we know the sport, if you don't get your opportunities, you might find yourself losing, even though you might have had the more clear chances, but it is what it yeah. is. And, you know, we just got to keep, keep moving forward. Right. And not, not let it get oh, to us as much. I got to ask you guys, what did it feel like when, Oh gosh, who was it? Dan Casey or was it Connor Donovan? When that foul occurred and it looked like it was in the box, what happened to your heart when the referee called the foul? Were you like going freaking A, no, it can't be, no. And then he called it, the kick was going to be outside the box. What what <laughs> went on in your guys' brains when that whole situation went down? Did you freak? I did just a little, yeah, uh, it, because it happened all so quick and Anytime you have a foul that is just so close to that line, <laughs> you just don't know, right? And let's just say it, right? We we know how terrible the referee was, and with the how the officiating was yesterday, I wouldn't have even been surprised if you would have called the penalty, and even if it was outside the box. So when you have those tendencies in the referees, and when you know how bad that thing is going on, you just don't know what to expect anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, after after they scored the goal, um, we had a couple of opportunities. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts because I want to say we had maybe at least like three clear shots, right? Like volley style shots that could have had a little bit more power to them, right? I know Luis Felipe had one. Keiko had another one. And I think Dami, Jack had a couple other ones as well, but... What did you guys think? Because I felt like we had plenty of those shots that had they had a little bit more power. I'm not saying that, you know, they turn into goals, but there's always that circumstance of the goalkeeper just leaving the ball there and, you know, Malik coming through and uh, a rebound and getting the goal, right? Well, what did you guys think of those shots? And should we be practicing more of those, like, shot power now since we clearly could have shots on target? We just need to make sure they're powerful shots. Well, let's face it, their goalkeeper really did a sweet job. I mean, any other day, any other team, those those probably would have gone in. Their goalkeeper was in really good position, I think, for you know, a huge chunk of the match. We he saved their bacon a bunch of times, seriously, at the end of the day. Come on, you gotta give a little bit of credit to their keeper. But um I I mean, I I do love the fact that we are still shooting, if you look at the stats, and I don't know, Luis, if you've pulled them up in the background or not, the shots, shots that number of shots we've had, number of corners we had, and shots on target, I think that tells a different story. Um, yeah, granted, they need to hit it. Oh, God, I'm not going to say this. Hit it with a bigger bag. Uh, I usually say the word purse, but that's, like, not very cool. Um, they, they do need to strike it harder, you know, and, and with a little bit more precision. Um, uh, I, you know, we had we had opportunities from Keko and Malik and Dami, you know, and, and who knows who else. I mean, there was a couple of times, even Roe had a perfect, not open, but the ball was worked so well in the front line of ours. 
And the next thing you know, he shoots it straight into the defender. And it's like, oh, that's not a Roro. That's typically not Roro. You know, he won't. He If he doesn't have a clearer shot, he won't just blast the ball into a defender. But, I mean, it actually got played from the left side to the right side. And it was in the first half. And, uh, you know, he shot it straight into the defender. And that was a little bit rough to see because it, the workup was so perfect. And we had them outnumbered. And then, you know, it's like, ah, oh, there's that opportunity. So, Luis, I feel your, ang- um, your angst about, you know, we've had all these opportunities and we had all these um, we had 19 shots. They only had five uh, shots on target. Ours were three to one. Our possession was 61%, which is fabulous. And our pass accuracy was really sweet. Yeah. And granted, uh, at the end of the day, it could have been our game. But all mm. of those stats don't lie. The next time we put something like that together, chances are we're going to be scoring more of those opportunities. You know, the guys are going to think about um, you know, the strikers are all going to think about that. They're going to review a lot in their head. They're going to visualize something different in the next match. You know, they're going to remember to take that little tiny touch, you know, just to really juke the defender. You know, there, there's there's different things that can happen between now and the next match. All I know is I want to <laughs> I want to be Phoenix, right? That's where we're up against next, Phoenix? Yep. This, uh, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So, Jared, you know, I hope you get a chance to go there, but um, we have to beat them and you need to take the towel. Uh, Hopefully it still has some magic left. We'll see. Well, we, again, we had a lot of great opportunities, so maybe the luck was there. It's just the scoreline ended up not reflecting it, but we still had those chances. Right. And that's why I think that all fans should not be disappointed with the team because we had, more opportunities, right? I keep referencing those two uh, Roro uh, shots that went to the post because those could have easily been goals. And those are probably the closest ones, right? Because like you said, Sharon, yeah, their goalkeeper was blocking things left and right, but those two could have been there. And, you know, it's a shame they didn't go through. But again, anytime you have a team that has more opportunities at goal, you should feel glad that they did. Because you have a worse problem if you're not getting those opportunities and you're losing games like that. So I think people need to reflect on that. And, you know, uh, the next time we have all these opportunities, we'll likely win. Because, you know, if you finish just two of those, you now win 2-1, right? So, again, I wouldn't worry about it too much. And, you know, in in the following game, of course, we all want to win it. But I think if you had me pick, I'd rather win the game on the 27th. (laughs) <laughs> than against Phoenix, right? Because that, that is the most important game. And, you know, I, I know they're going to have that mentality going into it. And I'm sure they learned a lot about this game, getting scored on in that first minute. And I'd much rather use these games as, as learning uh, opportunities than on the 27th when you're going to have your final test, right? If we look at things that way. I agree to a point on the learning opportunity thing. But one of the one of the things that our team needs to, um, you know, and I've I've heard this from one of the more experienced players that play for, plays for the squad, is that they they need to be playing every game as though it was the Open Cup game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They need to go at every game with the ferocity, you know, ferociousness that they would on uh, July twenty seventh. That every game needs to be the standard that we set. You know, it's kind of like let's not wait 
to play our game on the 27th. Let's play our game every game. So here's the deal. Um, my uh, ex-husband, Ron, always told the guys, leave it all on the field. Don't save yourself. You know, if you're leaving mm-hmm. it all on the field and I find and I see your gas, that's great. I'll sub you. But at the, in the meantime, don't save yourself, you know, and we see that style of play. We see Roro giving it all. You know, he ran his legs off again last night. You know, he he did it. He did what he was supposed to do. He didn't save. You know, it's like, oh, I got to make it a whole 90 minutes. So I'm going to save myself a little bit on this 45 minute half. And I'm going to I'm going to save myself partway through. No, you play balls to the wall, the whole match, you know, and if you get gas, you come out. So at the end of the day, when coach made all five subs, eventually made all five mm. subs, those were smart subs because I, I, I think the team is starting to figure out that if they play the game as though it was open cup every single game, that they are going to be, again, back to that standard that you see Real Madrid or Barcelona or any of the other pick a, pick a team, you know, LAFC, they play always as though they're winning a cup match you know, that they need to win a cup match. That's the attitude and the style of play and the nature of their heart um, mentality. I think uh, Coach Briggs and Todd Donovan all talk about the mentality. The experienced players talk about that same thing. They talk about mentality. And, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, it's USL, you know, it's, I don't want to dismiss it, but at the end of the day, if these guys want to be seen by bigger, better clubs, they have to play a certain way, correct? Yeah, that, that's yeah. the secret sauce to, to doing so. And on the 27th, they're going to have the biggest national spotlight they've ever had in their careers. And I have no doubt, you know, I, I mean, we all know we're really excited. We wanted to be the 27th already because I, I think the players are going to give us a crazy game. It's not going to be anything that we've ever seen. And regardless of what the end score ends up being, they're going to be out there like, I got to say it too, here, I'm going to beat myself, but busting their ass throughout the field, right? Because again, if they do well, this could mean them getting a contract in MLS and even in other countries as well, right? Because Dude, dude, you're not going to beep. You are not going to beep the term ass if, if I said the word balls, okay? So ass is not a beepable offense. Now, if you said whatever, those are all, those are beepable offenses. So, Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Good point. Good point. Yeah. That, that word has multiple meanings, too. <laughs> Uh, but you know it, it, it's gonna be a, a big deal and th- that's why we as the fans make a big deal out of it because I, I really do believe in this, these players giving us uh, a really heck of a game and y- you know I'll be really excited to see it and when you have a team that is so motivated to do well versus players with Sporting Kansas City that they're already in MLS right I mean yes they might want to get a spotlight to uh, go across the pond, but their motivation isn't up there because they're already at the highest level in the country. So that that's where my hope lies in, right? We're playing against a team that isn't a strong team, right? If anything, they're one of the worst teams in MLS right now. And the, the players couldn't have had a better opportunity like in front of them to make it to the final and to give us that dream of being able to travel to a final of the cup and, 
you know, get a 50-50 opportunity at being able to add another trophy to the trophy case. So, yeah, countdown going on. And I know Jared, you know, he might be in Sacramento right now, but I'm sure he's he's anxious to be back already, right? Even though you're already here, you want to already basically stay here until the 28th, right? Uh, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but one thing I do want to point out, and I know we talk about it often, is the subs or the rotation players. Uh, I got to continue to remember rotation, rotation, rotation. But <laughs> Coach Briggs surprised me yesterday, and I was really impressed by the fact that right away, straight up, 65th minute, we thought it was just going to be three subs, but then um, you know we, we not only see uh, Luther, Dougie, and Duke, but also Nick stand up, and we were like, whoa, he's going to do four subs in one uh, substitution window. And there I go, I said subs again. Uh, he's going to do four rotations in this window, and I don't think he's ever done four right at once, but I really admire that from Coach because we weren't losing like 2-0, 3-0, where you could say, all right, well, he's got nothing to lose. We were to losing 1-0, but he understood that you know, this was a big deal. And uh, I'm sure those guys were anxious to be like already on the game and, you know, to try and help us defend our home turf, right. From getting that first loss this season. And he did it and hats off to coach. I I hope that in the cup, we see something similar if we're in a similar circumstance, because, you know, it just shows how much we wanted to just get that goal already that he right away uh, went to it, did the subs, and then I think like almost 10 minutes after we saw uh, Rafa also be subbed in, but really great thing. And I hope we keep seeing uh, like subs happen before the 70th minute. So thank you so much, coach. Really appreciated that. So, you know, I have to agree with you on that, but I was glad to see the subs, not for the, not for the purpose of bringing men off, but in preserving their hydration. I mean, you saw how many times they came to the side of the pitch to get, you know, a drink anytime there was a foul or, you know, when there was a a protocol, whatever the concussion protocol thing that happened, I think earlier, I think it was concussion, but you know, the, the, they were, they needed their hydration. And I'm, I'm really pleased that he did what he did. And I'm really pleased that he didn't press Connor into a full 90, but -hmm. I think him playing Connor in the first 45 minutes, you know, it was smart. Although Duke really did a great job when he came in, I'll tell you, he, you know, he did a better job this match than he did in prior matches filling in, in the, you know, the defensive uh, three back system that we have. Um, I, I thought Duke's Duke stood out. It's funny because when he was going on, I immediately thought, oh, they're taking Dami out. And then it's like, no, they're taking Connor Donovan out. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of like that little hiccup for me. I was like, wait, no, we can't. Oh yeah. Right. Connor's coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not fully, fully fit. So, you know, it's, it's okay. And the fact that the, he left Dami on for a, a full match, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad he, he did. And yeah, you're right, but I feel like he probably would have uh, rotated him out of, out of play if uh, Connor was actually at 100. If it wasn't the game where he came back, I think Connor plays all 90, right? I mean, he's he's done so in the past, and just given the circumstance, I think that's why that's how the substitution went. But I'm glad that you mentioned the hydration point there because you know not not to continue to drag on the whole referee being terrible issue, but how do you not call a hydration break for this match 
when we've seen it happen on match days that are not as hot as this one. Do you guys remember, right? I'm I'm trying to remember what oh, game yeah. it was, but we've totally. had it before. And like exactly, and I, and so they use they use that little bulb, whatever they use a they use an instrument that tells them when they need to do the hydration breaks. And I swear to God, maybe our instrument was either a broken, b the referees didn't know how to use it, c they just freaking ignored it, and I didn't want to say that word, or um yeah, they forgot, or they asked the coach, hey, are these um uh, foul opportunities with a game stoppage, you know, with a stoppage is like, do they talk to the, co- I didn't see the fourth official. The fourth official was freaking lame. Mm. Uh, my God, he had so many opportunities to set the stage correctly, but he just was not. Um, but you know, it's like, where did they ask the coaches? Okay. We had a couple of moments where all the players got a drink. Is that satisfactory? Does that fit for a hydration? I don't know. Are they allowed to agree on that kind of stuff or is it mandatory for the referees to do hydration break above a certain temperature, air quality, humidity. I mean, they take in all those considerations. I don't know what it was last night. I honestly, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Thank God we're not playing on artificial turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that would have been rough if we were. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, I don't know what what went on, but I think it should be mandatory that there is a hydration break because you know, it, it was extremely hot. Like, you, I guess you can't just ask the coaches because they might even just be like, hey, I'm losing. I, I, we don't need a hydration break right now. But it, it it was my understanding that it was actually something that is mandatory at a certain amount of temperature, right? But I guess that's not really what they go by. Is it just really on, on the referee assessing the situation? But I, I just don't I understand. Think that- the athletic trainer gets involved in those decisions as well. Um, and so that would be kind of fun to ask Betty, you know, it's like, Hey, just send her a quick message. You know, what are the, what are the prerequisites for a hydration break anymore? You know, and see, it would be interesting to find out. Cause I know they use, a, there's a special instrument that each team has to determine, you know, the humidity, the temperature, um, the field surface temperature. I mean, all those things. So who knows? Yeah, well, ultimately we didn't get it to, and you know, a game maybe still goes the same way even if we do have it. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, come on, ref, do your job, and and just give those hydration breaks because it's for the well-being of the players, and you know, it it shouldn't be where you don't get that, but you do get that in other games where it's doesn't seem like it's necessary, but they still do it though, so. Anyhow, um, again, coach did a good job with those. Um, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on the substitutions. Uh, I know you mentioned something about Duke, Sharon, but what about the other guys? Um, Dougie, Luther, Nick, Rafa, what did you guys think of them? Because I I wasn't too impressed with them. I think Luther probably did, did all right, but... As far as Dougie and Nick went, and and Ra- even Rafa as well, th- they didn't really contribute as much, in my opinion. But what did, what do you guys think? Well, number one, I was a little, um, I was shocked that Dougie wasn't starting. You know, when I didn't, when I saw that, you know, it was a, a Keka was up, you know, was playing in a, in a position and and with Malik, that was a first for me um, to not see Dougie start. You know, because he's been dangerous and. <laughs> 
you know, mm. let's face it, he's tall, Luther's tall, and you kind of need a little bit of height, I think, at the end of the day against their their defense. And maybe that was the thinking of bringing those two in versus somebody else. Um, I actually thought Nick ran well. I think Nick ran well off the ball, um, a little bit better than some of the other guys. And I agree. I thought Luther, um, I, I, you know, I thought he stepped up last night. I thought he did good. Um, he was a little heartbroken. Um mm. After the match, when I saw him, not heartbroken, pensive, frustrated, mm. um, because I think he knows he can do better. And I know, I think he knows he had opportunities that he wasn't able to capitalize on. Um, you know, it's just, I, I can't wait to see the next game. You know, I, I'm I'm so into the next game at this point in time. It's like, okay, Keko missed a couple opportunities. You could tell he was so frustrated when he missed those two sitters. Well, not, they weren't necessarily sitters, but Keko can move the ball so nicely. But, you know, I don't know. Um, I thought Nick ran well. I love Duke. Um, Rafa, I think, doesn't get enough playing time to really – he settled in after a few minutes. You know, then he started to really work the ball. And then, he, you know, he, he ran the ball right up the gut at one point in time. But then he made a pass. I think it was right into the defender. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's a little bit of nerves and uh, mm-hmm. lack of concentration and lack of communication. The guys have to talk on the field. And sometimes we don't see that. Anyhow, what do you think, Jared? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, uh, substitutions, they've definitely been uh, improving. It's got to be better than waiting until the 80 or 85th minute. So we are getting some good rotations, uh, as far as this goes. So it's just gotta keep, keep it up, you know, when we need it, especially with, uh, some of the players and having to suffer through, uh, linguini legs, having to, <laughs> run up and down and over the pitch and everywhere else for a good combined uh, 60, 80 minutes or so. So it's it's just a difficult balance to try to figure out the right time, but also not waiting too late to, to potentially turn things around and ultimately to take advantage. All right, and now let's go ahead and play the press conference comments from Coach Briggs and Rodrigo Lopez, and we will be back. Yeah, uh, obviously we give up a goal early and I thought after the goal we actually came back and created a number of opportunities and played some good football, but it just wasn't wasn't to be tonight. Um, just was one of those nights where I didn't feel like the ball with the ball was going to go in and Matt Van Ockel's produced a high-level performance in goal for them um, and they've done well with their performance. So uh, just one of those nights we, we've uh, we lost a game, we've got to move on now. Yeah, we've just got to settle down again and get back to basics. You know, we've got to be we've got to be hard to beat. We've got to be solid, and we've got to continue. We're creating opportunities. You know, we every time we uh, talk here, it's not like we're not creating opportunities. Yeah, we've just got to, we just got to you know continue doing the things that we have been doing um, and focus in a little bit and put the ball in the back of the net. Um, but that you know that will that'll come. It's a hard one, right? We've got two big games coming up away down in Phoenix and then a few days later, obviously, uh, the Open Cup semi-final. So we've got to, we've got to reassess everyone in the morning. We've got to see, see how everyone's feeling, see if we've got any injuries, um, see if Connor got through the 60 minutes OK and there's been no scaffs there. Um, and then just regroup. We've got to stay positive. It's not the end of the world. We're, we're having a good season. We've, we've lost one game at home. And that was tonight. So there's no need for the alarm bells to be ringing. We've just got to keep the boys positive, keep the boys going in the direction that we have been going in. And uh, things will be fine. I thought they were, obviously, they came out wanting it more than we did. And 
that's what happens when, when we don't start the games, you know, mentally all there. Or, you know, you give, you give a team a chance so early like that and they're going to punish us. And obviously they did a great job of just, you know, sitting back and making it hard for us to get chances. We still had a couple chances, but I thought their goalie made a couple good saves and just wasn't our night offensively. Um, like I said, you know, when you go down in the first minute, I don't know what minute the goal was, minutes, two minutes, I don't know. Um, it's hard to to come back from that. You know, even just with the energy of the crowd, you, you could you could sense they 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 kind of took the wind out of everyone. So um, we just got to move on and do better. It's tough for us because you know we're we work so hard every day. Um, the mentality of these boys is you can't you can't blame them. You can't there's you know there's there's no way around it. We can't really blame anyone. We can't say no one's working hard or. Uh, putting their effort in is just. <laughs> I guess we're having a little bit of a of a tough tough moment, but you know that's that's the beauty of soccer. You have a, we have a game again next week, and obviously that's more important right now than than the Open Cup game. I know a lot of people are talking about it, but you know we need a we need to get it together before before Open Cup because we need to take a game at a time. Tonight was important, and we didn't get a, we didn't get a result. So now, you know, we have to grind out the rest of the season. Obviously, next game is Phoenix, and we're gonna have to try to get some some points out there. That that's how things were ended in a one 0 loss. But I, I'm with you, Sharon, as well. Like, let's just look forward to the next match, uh, which, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we will be traveling over to uh, the land of Phoenix over there, uh, close to Jared. Uh, as we play against uh, a not so strong Phoenix Rising side as previous years, as we keep talking about um, each week, but still not one to sleep on because you never know what could happen in that match. And we know how difficult matches are against them, whether it's away or at home. And so it'll happen next Saturday, July 23rd at 7.30 p.m. And the question I have, and I keep asking you know, fans, and I want to ask it to you guys as well, what do you do in the next game, considering that it's only a couple of days before the cup game on the 27th? Do you start off with a lot of bench players and then sub in some of the guys just as was done uh, before the LA Galaxy game uh, in our uh, previous game before that one? Or do you actually just start your starters, do the same thing you did yesterday and hope that all's well and you know we don't see any injuries or all that? What do you guys think? Because I, I see valid points on both sides. But again, it's going to be a hard thing for a coach to decide what to do next Saturday. So I think it all depends. And Jared can speak to this much better than I can. I think it also depends on the weather. Um, honestly, at the end of the day, you have to take a look at the, the conditions and the weather. You know, And I think you're going to see a lot of rotation in Phoenix. I don't think you're going to see. You, we may even see Carlos start for you know, Pete's sake, just to, you know, because Phoenix is kind of sucking at this point. Um, but it, Carlos has handled Phoenix in the past, you know, last season, all that other stuff. And he, he knows what to expect. I wouldn't even be a bit surprised if, you know, we do see something a little bit different to begin with, that we see a little bit more rotation with the, with the guys coming through at the end of the day, though, you still need to have 
the squad that you're going to put together for the 27th, they need to have field and game time for at least 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes so that they can get in sync before the big deal, you know, and thank God the big deal, the dance is at our house. So the guys know what that field looks like. They know what it feels like. They, they know it like the back of their hand. So it's not a problem, but at the playing together part, I think you need at least 45 minutes with your starters. So if coach or anybody is listening to me, make sure when you do your rotation that you at least let 45 minutes be your, your key players for the 27th. You know, the guys that got us to where we are now. Yeah. We had some rotations through there, but think about it. What do you think, Jared? What do you think, Luis? I'm going to go uh, to Luis first. I'd like to see uh, his uh, view real quick. Well, if I was coach, I actually start off uh, mostly bench players and uh, maybe give the first team players like the last 30 minutes of the match. So they do uh, get in some minutes there towards the end and can minimize injuries because that that is my biggest worry is that we know Phoenix can play dirty. We know that they could potentially be salty because we beat them in the cup and they're not going to care at all because they're in a position where they haven't been having a good season. Some players might be even be potentially frustrated at that. And so I think it's just a really risky game. It's going to be extremely hot, I'm assuming, because I know Jared was telling us that they were having a heat advisory this weekend as well. And so I, I don't expect it to be any much lower, right? And it probably most likely, probably 99.9% will surely be hotter than it is here. So I'm just worried about all those different factors and about losing key players that we are going to need on the 27th. And when I say key players, I mean out back, uh, Connor Donovan, now that he's back, Dan Casey, yeah, also um, Rodrigo Lopez. Right, we need his leadership there to to always be there. Uh, Danny V, right, and with the goalkeeper situation, I think it's a little bit easier to to swap them out and and let Carlos play on Saturday. But with the other guys, they're just so key to being in that game on the twenty seventh that the worst thing that can happen is one of those or two of them getting injured, and then you're all of a sudden stuck having to put a rotation player that maybe hasn't been doing as great in a game that there's a lot to play for or even potentially put an academy player that would probably be uh the toughest situation to be in so that's what i worry about and that's why i'll be really curious to know what coach uh, comes up with for next saturday but if he does decide to start most of the starters then i i won't be annoyed either because again i said i see it on both sides i understand why you would also do that like you mentioned sharon i understand your point as well so it's tough. What, what what do you think, Jared? Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a, a blend of uh, at first at first uh, string players. You know, give them a few minutes, and then also ha- you know putting in some of the uh, the second string. Uh, so at least this way, you know, the second string gets get some minutes. Uh, they can get some proving uh, just in case if there is a need for a rotation later later on in in the season or or, or whatnot. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like you said, Luis. I mean, you know, perfect, uh, uh, not precautionary, but uh, a caref- carefully deemed uh, rotation between the two. Yeah, that, that would be another one, right? If, if you um, do that and, and see how things work out, 
But, you know, I do also see it on the other side where you want to make sure you get a positive result out of this, right? Because nothing would be worse than, uh, you know, coming to this game on the 27th with two straight losses. So it it, it sucks, right? And I, I mentioned it before. I wish this game against Phoenix would have happened maybe a week after the cup game, two weeks after, because we do enjoy those games against Phoenix. And, uh, you know, it's the team that you don't want to have to do these uh, different changes to your lineup. And yeah, it's going to be quite a challenge and and heading over to Phoenix and and whatnot. But, you know, we we do want to get, you know, at least a tie from Phoenix if possible and try not to make it be a loss because that, that would, that could be tough on the players' mentality, right? And I know, Sharon, you were telling us that some players, you know, seemed kind of down yesterday, some of the guys that were there at, at Pete's, and it, it could take a toll, right? And we know with this sport, it's all about the psychology and about how you're feeling at the time being. And so I hope that, you know, the team staff is doing a good job with that because we're going to have to have players that are really focused through the game on the 27th and put aside yesterday's loss whatever happens next saturday if it is a loss we're gonna have to have that and luckily uh, i forget the individual's name i'm sorry but i do know we have a a really excellent uh, individual working for us now that helps them out with their mentality right right sharon sorry this time i had apricot on my hands (laughs) (laughs) it's okay i go from chicken to apricot um yes Stephen alley um, Stephen Ali, you know, and even the coach is really good with mentality. I mean, he's not, he hasn't gotten to where he is at without having to know what that mentality looks like. Same way with, uh, Todd, you know, he talks about everything as a family affair. It's not, no losses on one guy, you know? So even though somebody might've made a mistake, there were 10 other mistakes or 10 other good things that happened prior. And Stephen Ali is, uh, you know, he, Let's face it, he's got his PhD in, I think, sports psychology for, um, you know, just thinking back to what I remember. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be really helpful in, you know, helping out that mentality piece for sure. And shout out to a team for actually hiring him, right? Because I know for a couple of years they didn't really have someone who would really do more of that work, right? And it's a super important thing. I think we brought it up sometime last year that, the team needed someone like that. And when you have a big matchup coming soon here in, in about a week and a half, uh, it's going to come in really handy to to have that. Mm-hmm. And definitely with coach, we know he gives those motivational speeches and we've seen some of them as, as the team shares uh, some video from behind the scenes. And it's really cool. I mean, you almost would wish you were a player there playing for Sacramento and hearing his uh, motivational talks and, making sure that the players realize that they could win and they could be anyone in MLS if they set their mind to it. And we've seen it already happen twice. And I'm sure we'll be seeing more of those um, speeches. And then the team will actually be taking video at halftime. And we'll be hearing more of uh, his talks before and after the game. All right. Well, let's go ahead and look at the podcast winner dinner or winner dinner podcast dinner contest that we have going on and unfortunately none of us got points because we didn't even see a sacramento goal so and we all uh, predicted just wins so on to the next uh match where we play against phoenix so 
who wants to go first? I think let's let's have you go first, Jared. You know Phoenix better than we do. Uh, what's your prediction for uh, the match that you'll potentially be going to? Uh, given the fact that uh, their form this season has just been very, uh, unusually subpar compared to the past couple seasons, I'm going to say 3-1 Republic uh, for, for the uh, score. Uh, as far as who gets the first one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, I, I'm gonna go with Keiko. You know, I'm gonna yeah, give him the uh, the first goal. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, it's. I would say this one is more more or less in the bag for us. Uh, and normally, I hate say, saying it because it's a trap game. But you know what? We've, we we can beat them. We we already beat them at, at home at Heart Health Park. I mean, we can do it again at Wild Horse Pass. So if Keiko isn't available, who would? Who's your backup? If Keiko is not available, I am going to go uh, with uh, Malik. All right. What about you, Sharon? You know, I'm going to be really similar to that man. Um, I am actually, oh, I'm only going to give us a 2-0 win because I really think that we can do a 2-0. No, 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 no. Let me back it down. 1-0 because our, our scoring abilities have been kind of lame. Um, uh, and I think I'm going to I'm gonna also go with Keiko. And my goodness, if he sees no pitch, God, I wish I could say, oh, yeah, if he, you know, if he's a, if he's a rotation player, then I get this other choice. But that's not how this game works. Um, I would if he doesn't see the field. I don't think I want to go with Malik. I think I'm going to go with Roe. Roe, Roe. If Keko doesn't see the field. Ooh, how sweet would that be? Roro scoring. Two years in Again. a row at Phoenix. Yeah. I know Jared would be like so ecstatic if he was there at the stadium. <laughs> and especially if it's the same people that commentated the game last year. Would it be the same people, Jared? Were those people uh, native to, to Phoenix? Uh, possibly. I mean, I, I know the broadcast partner has changed since then. Uh, mm-hmm. The the year that uh, Roro had scored uh, when he was with the RGV, uh, those broadcasts uh, had been on... Uh, the CW 61 uh, this season, they've all shifted over to Valley sports, Arizona, but I'm thinking the, the, uh, the commentators are probably going to be the same. I'm thinking. Okay. Hopefully they're the same. Right. And we see another Roro goal and <laughs> they'll be careful about how, what they speak now. I'm sure. But Hey, if they want to say the same thing again, go ahead and say it. Roro's going to be shutting them down again. <laughs> yeah. We just have them uh, g- give them a set piece and, I'm sure the commentators will be uh, running them out again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you two are positive about getting the win. Uh, I don't see it quite in the same fashion, but as always, I hope I'm wrong. And and you guys are right. And you guys get all the points and I get no points. And yes, I just said that. Uh, not oh because my I have God. A, an yeah, excessive no, 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 lead no, no, no. five points. Yeah, but... <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> five points. Bah. Jared. We, we, the... <laughs> <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we just like roll our eyeballs like okay whatever louise we should have just been picking the same thing you've been picking yeah <laughs> well hey well, well, when we do the open cup uh predictions there's going to be a possibility to get four points or i could even up it up five points well there you one. go yeah we'll, we'll do five point opportunity actually for for the cup but that's, that's oh aren't you magnanimous yeah. thanks <laughs> <laughs> so my prediction for this one is a 2-2. I, I think that it's going to be a tough match because 
we're not going to see a lot of the starters get a lot of playing time because they are going to be rotated, not actually in the starting lineup. And so with that being said, I see Luther scoring first. And if Luther uh, is not available, then I am going to go with Keiko getting the goal. So, well, we're all kind of similar, you know, as far as, you know, that kind of stuff, as far as who we like. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, as far as goals-wise, right, but um, prediction-wise, I think uh, we're, we're a little bit different, so that's good, because that means that someone might get a point, so I'm all for having different score lines. <laughs> so okay. we'll, we'll see what, what happens, but next uh, week's Cup game should be interesting, and I'm already thinking what my prediction will be for that game. I don't know if you guys have thought about that, but I've been thinking about it, so we... We'll find out next week what, what those predictions are. All right. Well, Jared, Sharon, any uh, last words here before we say good night or good morning to our audience? Oh, goodness gracious. All I can say is true fans don't ditch their squad, you know, and it's like, I can't believe all the people that were calling for, you know, the head of the coach. It's like, no, come on. No, that's not what this is. Let's just move on. So I'll say go Republic and let's just keep supporting them. That's all they need from us right now is support, you know? So let's go. Let's go. And thanks everybody for listening. Love it. Final words. Uh, yeah, I, I got to agree with Sharon. I mean, if, if you're going to call yourself a fan, don't, uh, don't ditch them at, at a single loss, especially if you're going to claim that uh, we beat the, the big teams and lose to a su- supposedly, uh, a substandard team. Uh, if you if, if if you're going to be a fan, research uh, the teams first. That's that's why you come to us to get the, the full scoop on the teams we're playing. If you're going to think that uh, just because we played a team that uh, we've never played before that they're automatically uh, uh, a lower team, you want know to pick another sport because if you, it, the true fans are going to support support the club. I don't, no matter what, they're they're not going to just be there for the wins and you know be somewhere somewhere uh, when else when they lose. I mean, it's it's all or nothing. And for those fans that that are here, even with yesterday's uh, loss, you know, stick with the club, stick with us. You know, we are going places compared to last year. So just be you know be consistent. Yeah, I'm glad you two are saying those things because. I always say this, that if you're a real fan, I don't care what sport you're supporting. You're there no matter what. It doesn't matter if your team loses all the matches. They don't win. They don't score a goal. If it's a soccer team, you're right there supporting them. And me and Jared know this pretty well, right? Because Jared's got the New York Jets. I had Cruz Azul, right? And we went through the longest streak possible of not being able to be uh, league champions and you still stuck through and the people who leave I mean it's it's one of those things where if you're one of those kinds of fans and you're not going to be supporting the team no matter what then might as well not even go watch games because you're always going to be disappointed one way or another and that's not what it's all about what it's all about is you support your team and you go through terrible times any club, I don't care what sport you're dealing with, they've all gone through bad times. And it's just a part of life. You go through that sometimes, and sometimes you go through really great times. 
So I, I don't care. And, 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 you know, it's just one loss and it's, it's just beyond me why those conversations were even starting with those people and the coach thing. I mean, they've got to be joking around because in June, as we all know, congratulations to coach, by the way, for, for winning the award of uh, USL coach of the month. He gave us the best month I've ever seen in my time as a soccer public fan because we were unbeaten for five games and we had really epic matchups. He now has us in the semifinals of the Open Cup for the first time in our history. We're going to be able to witness this amazing game on the 27th because of his uh, properly planning of the squad because he actually hired all the players on the squad. He's formed everything. And we really appreciate that. And you can't come out and start to ask for him to be gone. I, I just, I, if you are doing that, I'm sorry, but you don't understand the sport. <laughs> you don't understand how things work. And yeah, I, I'm just, that, that's, that's enough of what I have to say there. But he's been doing really great. And we really admire his work this season. And, you know, he... He's going to give us uh, a lot, I think, and, and there's a lot more coming and we're barely uh, about almost halfway through the season or about about that time. So lots going on and we've already had a much better team than last season. So no one can complain. And I've said <laughs> anyhow, uh, one last thing. Uh, if you don't know already, we do have a website, sacksoccerpod.com. You can listen to the show on there. You can also send us a voicemail message. If you do want to send yours, just hop on the website, whether you're on your phone or your computer, you can actually uh, send us that and you can give us your thoughts on anything going on with the team or ask us any questions on there and we can answer on a future show uh, too. So use that. We may replay them here on the show or on a live show. Uh, It just depends whenever we get them. So awesome. Well, everyone uh we will see you sometime uh next week as uh, we are going to be having a special guest to talk about the open cup game that will be happening the following week so be on the lookout sometime uh, around this week uh, for us to post an episode on that but for now have a great morning or night whenever you're listening to us and thank you for all your support and as always vamos republic I had to unmute myself. Cue the music. Yes. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> it was a cheap novel. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so it looks, looks like we got Jared back. It looks like his phone was uh, getting pretty hot out there since he is uh, currently outside. But looks like he's oh, back. Dude. You back? Jared. Don't you... Elsa on us. Or now it would be the other way around, right? What's something that's that's hot? Oh. <laughs> it's not hot outside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be all lava. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Um I had I had chicken on my hands and I can't touch my iPad to unmute myself oh. um, with with gooey chicken fingers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. But no. Yeah, oh, 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 a little Elsa, Elsa Wait. Ed, there for a second. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs>
<laughs> that was actually really funny though. It sounded you, you'll hear it later on in the bloopers. Uh, it sounded like Elsa was taking over again. Yeah, I've is that a helicopter? I don't know. I, something happened to Jared. I heard like a big growling noise. Did he get eaten by a bear up in Tulsa? Uh, oh, helicopter. No. no, there was a helicopter, helicopter. passing by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>